Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod! What's happening, dude? <laughs> you got the giggles over there. I, I can't help it. There was a previous conversation happened. And it was funny. It was funny. You know, there once was a man from Nantucket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, one of them kind of deals. Yeah, it was one of them kind of deals. So what are we talking about today? I tell you what, we got all kinds of stuff. We got an action-packed, information-packed show. Action-packed, for- informational-packed. I mean, it was funny. I mean, this is. I mean, this is the thing about Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We make you laugh. We make you learn. Well, we might not make them laugh, but we definitely make ourselves laugh. We make ourselves laugh. So a yeah, lot. You know, we get paid to sit in here and talk and make ourselves laugh. I love it. That's like the best job ever. So I'll tell you what, Odd Rod, what are we kicking off the show with? Man, we got some uh, cool in the news stuff. Cool in the news stuff. I can't say that any more cooler. It's in the news. I tell you what, if that was stuff. any cooler, it would be like. A polar bear eating a popsicle in a snowstorm. Drink Coca-Cola. Drinking a nice cold Coca-Cola. All right, so a Jeep Scrambler. That's going to be like a Jeep CJ with a pickup bed. Yeah, that's a name uh, we haven't heard in a while. Uh, actually, never in my lifetime has a Scrambler graced a car lot, a new car lot. You hear the Scrambler, you're thinking, Waffle House got a new plate? <laughs> yeah, so... So Can I uh, get that smothered and covered, please? <laughs> so a Jeep Wrangler pickup, quote-unquote, has been spotted in that uh, witty trash bag camo that all car places use. Even the BMWs do that. You actually yeah. see the BMWs riding around Greer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I've seen one. Well, when the X6 was about to come out, I've seen it riding up and down 85. That was pretty cool. But according to the info obtained by the enthusiast over at Jeep Scrambler Forum, they are eagerly anticipating the name to be Scrambler of this new Jeep pickup, this Jeep Wrangler pickup. Keep in mind, this is just all speculation, but it's pretty cool to think about. It is very cool to think about. This is the thing, though. This is going to be a new market of vehicle. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All the way around. I mean, you think because it's not really a pickup truck. No. It's almost kind of like the Honda Pilot. You, you know uh, what the, I put uh, the ridge line. You know, you know what I put in mind of. You remember back when uh, the Hummers were real big and they came yeah, out they with the, the H two truck. Yeah, yeah, they did the Hummer truck. You remember? I like the little Cadillac trucks and yeah, an Avalanche. I mean, that's not a real truck. That's a Tahoe with a back cut off. <laughs> exactly. So this is why I kind of put this in mind of. But everyone's speculating over the Jeep forums, and keep in mind they haven't been wrong on a whole lot of speculations that this is going to be called a Scrambler. So that's pretty cool, and I hope Jeep does that. And keep in mind, Dodge in and of themselves pretty good on their marketing team. So I this wouldn't. This is me. one thing I gotta say: if you're going to build your little pickup truck Jeep, that's golden, that's fine. But for Pete's sake, put a Hemi in a Wrangler. That's what <laughs> it needs. Just do it. Just do I mean, it. You've put them in everything else. So we Why need not? we need a Wrangler Hellcat. We got well, you got Hemi Durangos, you got Hemi Cherokees, you got Hemi. Chargers and Challengers and pickup trucks. I mean, they put Hemi's in everything. Why not? Why not your Jeep? <laughs> I agree. 
I think that would be so cool to see a new Jeep with side pipes and catalytic converters. Well, hide the catalytic converters, please. But but, but you know what I'm saying. I'm an emissions-friendly side pipe. I wonder what that would sound like. <laughs> All right, it so sounds like a kitty purring. <laughs> Isn't that what a Hemi sounds like anyhow? Ooh. 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 Salty. Speak easy. <laughs> anyhow, flashing back to the original Scrambler. This was a uh, long wheelbase uh, variant of the CJ7 built from 81 to 86. And they were meant to compete with like the working class, the lifestyle uh, pickup trucks of their time. I think they did a pretty good job of that. Well, I mean, when they built the Scrambler originally, I mean, this thing was actually like, keep in mind, we had a Subaru Brat running around. Yep. This was like for your adventurous types. I mean, there was not a lot of SUVs, period. I mean, you got to keep in mind, a Jeep Cherokee was like a Grand Wagoneer back in these days. Yes. So they were monsters. This was like that utilitarian, you know, you need a, you're need you not hauling like a load of gravel in your Scrambler. You know, you're hauling a tent or <laughs> some bonsai trees that you're going to trim up later and sell at the jockey lot. You know, I mean, things like that. Because that's what we all do, you know. <laughs> I'm in the used bonsai tree business myself. But you know what I mean. I mean, it's not like a real truck. It's like it's like kind a play. It's like a, it's like a play truck. It's like an S10. It's like a Tonka. No, no, no. An S10 is more of a truck than a Scrambler <laughs> is. It's kind of like more like a Tonka truck. I'm with you. You All play right. truck in this. So the original Scrambler featured a removable top, just like its cousin, the you know the Wrangler. Likewise, the new Scrambler, quote unquote, because we don't know if that's what it is or not. Um, sources have leaked that it receives two hard tops, one black and one in body color, and also a black soft top option. No, ain't that just special? Yeah, so you get three tops for this thing. So that's, that's kind so of now cool. they got a two door Jeep, a four door Jeep, an extended Jeep, and they're going to have a pickup truck Jeep. Yeah, now this thing's going from the ones we've seen. Now this is going to be a four door Jeep pickup truck. Now if we can just make one with a Hemi in it, yeah. I mean, that, how cool would that be to have a V eight Wrangler? Yeah, <laughs> a new one. You're hooked on this, aren't you? 345 horsepower, high center of gravity. I'm talking about like people are pe- people are like dying in the parking lot. Uh, I mean, I love it. it. Would be perfect. I think it's great. I think I think you should. I mean, uh, a Jeep doing a big four wheel drive burnout. I think you should yell up to uh, Dodge and. Get, I am typing up an email as we speak. I think you need to. I think you're onto something here. Anyhow, so the, the leaked CAD files, CAD for those who don't know is computer edge drafting, the leaked CAD files show the scrambler length to be 205 inches. That's 33 inches longer than the current four-door JK Wrangler. That's that's a pretty long Jeep. This is a pretty long Jeep, which is leading me to believe that Jeep is actually producing more of a full-size truck here. Because it's like we looked up the, uh, the dimensions on your, what, 2011 Silverado, yeah. your uh, crew cab. And it's 230 inches, so you're only talking about 15 inches more on a Silverado. Well, no, you got to keep in mind now, this is not Jeep's first ro- you know, first time running down the truck path. I mean, they had the Comanche trucks and things like that, and these were full-fledged trucks. Right. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm, I'm speculating we're going to see a full-size Jeep-style pickup truck. I think better have a Hemi in it. <laughs> well, I'm going uh, to debunk your hopes there. Powertrain details remain a bit of a mystery, but there is some speculation. But one engine has been confirmed, and that is a 3.0 liter turbocharged diesel. Really? Really. I mean, that's just like, won't I just you know, put a windmill in there or something? I mean, that's just like. Well, well they are. The, the, it's, a three, turbo. <laughs> it's a three liter turbocharged eco diesel engine. Well, it is that's cute. It should make some power. It should move it pretty good. Yeah. 
So you're not sold. The diesel man himself is not sold. No, I'm not sold. I mean, that, that you want to put a diesel in? Put me a six seven Cummins in it. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want like you know the diesel engine that runs a generator. I want. You know what I mean? I mean, I want something with some power to it, and that, and it's just. I don't know. They're they're missing the mark all the way around. Well, you know, there's like many companies now. Like, okay, you look at Chevrolet. They got the four cylinder EcoBoost uh, turbo uh, motor in the Camaro, as well as uh, available supercharged LS motor. So EcoBoost. Per, that's in the Mustang you're talking about. You said Camaro. Well, they do have a four cylinder wherever GM's is. It's so a EcoTech. Four, there you go, EcoTech. And just like the just like the Mustang, you got the EcoBoost four cylinder in there, as well as you can get the five O Coyote. So perhaps, and I don't know, but just speculation, perhaps the Jeep will come with a different V eight option motor, perhaps a Hemi. We hope. I mean, well, it's the only V eight the Chrysler even has anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it almost it's going to be a Hemi or nothing if it's going V eight. Well, you know, the Jeep Wranglers also have the <clears> six cylinder <throat> in them, so. You're probably going to see one of those in it. I mean, that's but, understandable, but I would love to see a Hemi option in one. Just like a Golden Eagle with a Hemi in it. I mean, that would be awesome. Well, I'm going to give you some a uh, little bit of hope here. There's no transmission specs yet, but it has a Dana 12-bolt rear axle. So, that's pretty good. That I mean, that they're planning on you pulling something with it for sure. Based on the rendering of the differential cover, it looks like uh, Dana's bigger cousin, the Dana 60. So that's a big axle. That's a big axle. So I'm thinking they're planning on people using these. I mean, is, this as thing a be, is this going to be like a three quarter ton platform? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's what everything's in speculation mode right now. However, predictions have it to be unveiled at the Los, uh, Los Angeles Auto Show later this year. So hopefully, more questions will be answered coming up very soon. I'm anxious to see it. I am too. I'm, I'm curious to see it, but I got a feeling they're going to drop the ball. If they only stick with the three the three liter diesel, I'm with you. I would like to see a bigger power plant offered, especially with what all we're seeing otherwise with the Dana 60 rear axle. I mean, Dodge is like jamming a Hemi and everything. Why why stop now? Exactly. All right. Well, speaking of stopping now, we got to stop for some commercial breaks. That's right. But we got some more news coming up right after this, guys. Stay tuned. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod. What's going on, dude? Oh, man. Just hanging out here, listening to all this news, talking about possibly a V8 Jeep with a pick-em-up truck. We bed. never said nothing about a V8 I Jeep. I think I heard, something, I heard something through the grapevine. Oh, 3.0 turbocharged diesel. Yeah. First, it's a diesel. Second, it's lame. <clears throat> And third, they're going to put a Hemi in that thing. They put a Hemi in everything else. They're, I don't think they're going to put a Hemi well, in. Well, I have a rear-wheel drive platform that you don't put a Hemi in. I agree with you, but I don't think the Jeep is going to see a Hemi. I Why? Just, Why not? Because it's Jeep, and I don't They think, made V8 Jeeps. Okay, whatever. All right, Rob, fine. They're going to put a Hemi in it. Thank I'm, you. I'm calling Jeep tonight. As soon as we leave, I'll call them. Ring their digits. I'll call them up and make sure, hey. Rob Pitt said put a Hemi in that thing. And you know what you're going to see? Uh-huh. The all-new Hemi CJ Wrangler, whatever they call those things now. I, th- I think it's like a JK Wrangler. Yeah, that too. Just kidding. All right. Speaking of trucks, Hyundai has confirmed a truck coming to the... <laughs> I can't even read that without laughing. Hyundai has confirmed a truck coming to the U.S. That's they're, cute. They're planning on uh, planning to shift so many gears, and part of them is to become a contender in the midsize truck category by 2020. Well, no, this is... Good the, luck. No. <laughs> well, and you know, you guys laugh. Oh, no, I'm laughing. 
Yeah, no, no, no. You laugh, but this is the thing that's funny about it. What did you just say? The midsize truck category. Now, what are they competing with in the midsize truck well, category? Well, we got, of course, the Chevy Colorado. Um, I don't even think Ford has anything out right now. I don't think Dodge has anything out right now. Um, so you got the Honda Ridgeline. Well, that's borderline full size. That's a crossover. Yeah, the Tacoma, which I don't think they're going to knock them off the top. Tacoma's a small truck. It's midsize. Now. Back in the day, it was small. It's a taco. Huh? <laughs> it's a taco truck. Uh, I mean, you got several several trucks. I mean, there's not a lot of midsize trucks right This now. is the thing right here. But I don't, and I don't. I've said it for years. This is the problem with the mid-small-size truck category. Got to think how these trucks started out. Base, no options. They were great utility trucks, service trucks. Water companies used them. Construction companies used them. Shops used them. Little runaround delivery parts vehicles, things like that, right? Right. Now, you don't even see base model trucks, hardly ever. No, I mean, your base model Silverados and your F-150s are pretty predominant, but other than that, you're right. You You don't see the small trucks. Now, if they came out, and the thing is, Hyundai makes diesel engines. A lot of people don't, don't know this. But Hyundai is really big in the, in the equipment category. You know, they make forklifts and they make, you know, backhoes and loaders and all this stuff. Right. And they make good equipment. They've got a good name. If they put a four-cylinder diesel engine in a small-size pickup, base model, kept the price right, they would blow the market out of the water. You think about all the fleet sales. You know. Just like the Zuzu pups of the day. Part of me wants to call you crazy. But the recent boom in Ford Transit vans, the Chevy City Views, the Nissan Envy, whatever they are, you know, the Mercedes, whichever ones they are, your the Dodge, Dodge Sprinters. Well, that, or, well, you, and then you got your Dodge, uh, the Rams, the little Rams, too, yeah. the little versions. So your recent boom in all these make me not want to call you crazy about this truck. I, I actually want to throw some plausibility into this might not be a bad move on Hyundai's I mean, part. I understand, you know, make a loaded model. But if you think if you made a base model. I, and I think that's where they need to get in and hit the market. And they, they would keep that, and if they could keep that price point in about that $16,000, $17,000 range, which there's no truck in the market that range. If you could keep it that well, way. You know, even if you're knocking on the low 20s. Low 20s, you're getting into a lot of different competition. But if you keep that sixteen, seventeen range, base model, air conditioning, manual windows, make something tough. And got 35, 40 miles to the gallon. You couldn't keep them. Uh, you know what? I agree with you. And I think you're going to force other uh, automakers to do the same thing. I think you're going to see a flashback of Toyota coming into the market with a you know a more affordable Tacoma. Because the problem is with They'll Toyota. They'll jump all over because they, they've left that market behind. Well, they have. The problem is with Toyotas is everybody wants them. And the, <clears throat> you know, the value of those have shot through the roof. And now they've kind of, I don't take this the wrong way, but they became an unfordable, unaffordable truck, if you will. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think there's a market here for a very affordable, a very cost-effective truck. And I think if Honda Hyundai plays their cards right, they could easily squeak in on the market. I'll tell you, another Korean car company that's actually bounced this idea around. And, you know, I've got some friends on the inside that have told me several. I said, oh, i got friends in prison. i got friends <laughs> on the inside. For a pack of smokes, they told me what they heard. But you remember when Kia came out with a full-size SUV? I do, I do. It was, was it the Borrego or something like well, that? Well, they had the Sorento, which is... Well, the Sorento was a baby. Now, this thing had a V8 in it, a yeah, Kia V8. Yeah, I remember this. 
All right. Well, it's only out for a couple of years. Well, keep in mind, they still make those things in Korea. Yes. And the thing that was cool about it is that's actually their truck platform. Yeah. That was just testing the waters in the U.S. market with the big SUV. But this is the thing. Kia also makes a diesel engine also. They make equipment. That's another thing you got to think about about these Korean companies. They've got the technology, and they've got the skill. If they'll put it all together, they'll dominate it. Oh, yeah. It, you know, you, you got to stop and think about Just it. in commercial use. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. You, I mean, you got to stop and think about it. the market's there. It's like you said, you know, at, at first when you mentioned, oh, Hyundai's producing a truck, you're like, oh, my God, where's this going? But if you stop and consider the source, they're aiming, if they're playing their cards right, they're aiming after a market that's missed right. by a long I mean, shot. Well, this is the market. You know, the manufacturers have either done away with the small trucks or price. The thing that blows my mind is like Ford with Ford Rangers. Have you ever looked at the sticker price for a 2015 or 2017 Ford Ranger? Oh, it's yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even new Rangers, they're just as much as base model F-150s. So they, they basically have pushed you into buying V6 F-150s. Well, And just like Chevrolet pushes you into buying V6 Silverados. Yep. And, and I mean, it's like they want you to buy that full-size truck. And what they've done is they've made the small trucks higher so you can spend a little bit more and get the full-size truck. Exactly. You know, I flash back to a time when Astro vans, GMC Safaris, they were everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, these little affordable V6, you know, vans that every painter across America had. Every, you know, roofer had one of these. Everybody had one of these. And all of a sudden they went away, so you're left with nothing but full-size vans, Econoline vans. You know, I can't even think of what Dodge's was called. Um, you know, Chevy, they were just D-150s. Yeah, D-150s. D-250s. And, and then you had the Chevy Express van, and you were left with nothing but full-size vans. And, and finally, automakers saw this. Of course, you know, these, these vans, these smaller vans like Mercedes, they were in other countries for years. And they finally saw that niche market that, hey, there's not a small, affordable work van here in America, they brought it, and now look, they're everywhere. We own one. I mean, they're everywhere. So, well, well and the thing is about the small vans is they're very, very, they're easy to park. They're good on mileage. They're, I mean, there's a purpose for them. Do you want to pull a bass boat with it? No. But can you load it down with paint, ladders, and all your working a, tools? Yeah, put a ladder rack on it and do everything you need to do and get 28 miles to the gallon doing it. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, laughing at first with Hyundai's idea to uh, do a truck here in the U.S., but I think, I think realistically they've probably been doing their homework, and this might not be a bad idea after all. Well, more times than not, I want to tell you something. The foreign car makers have caught us with their pants down, and they've caught us again where we dropped the ball. Absolutely. I, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head with that, and, and I doubt very seriously they'd be making such a move like this without proper planning. I promise you that. Well, I'll tell you something else we got to plan around these commercials, guys. Yes, sir, we do. Guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 W. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And we're talking about something. I mean, we, we left off, me and Hot Rod did, and we really, really, I think, opened up a really good subject here. We're talking about small-size trucks. Right. And how who used to dominate this market? The foreign, the foreign, you know, car makers were dominating this market, and now they've kind of went away. And now they've all made big full size trucks trying to compete with General Motors, Dodge, and Ford. But what happened to that small truck? Is there still not a use for a small truck anymore? Did everybody's stuff get too big? Yeah, I think they've, uh, I think they've messed up. They uh, did, and, and and not messed up. I mean, obviously the Toyota Tundra is doing great. You know, the new Nissan with the, the, the diesel motor in it. It's a good seller. Oh, yeah. So they're obviously not messing up. But, but they're I, not small trucks, though. They're missing the mark. Yeah, I think they forgot what got them there. Exactly. 
They so, all started out with that small truck that they don't make no more. Exactly. And, and I think Hyundai has seen that. And now Hyundai has said, hey, guys, we got an opportunity here. And I think, like I said before, if they play their cards right, they might just step into a market and blast Hyundai and up there and, to the top. And this is the thing that blows my mind. You know, everybody's wanting to put the little diesels in the F 150s or the, the half ton style trucks. You know, like Dodge is doing with their eco diesel. That just sounds powerful. <laughs> I mean, eco diesel. I mean, well, eco diesel. Uh, that's, that's cute. What do they just call it? The dandelion diesel. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's cute. I think that name was Took already. It probably was. By you GM know. or something. But I mean, what's this? Oh, it's the ferocious diesel. <laughs> it's the most powerful diesel in all the playground. I mean, it's just what I mean. What are the who names this stuff? You know what I mean? It's it's an eco diesel. This yes is my Dodge Ram with an eco diesel. Yeah, you're a manly man. I don't want anything eco on my sixty thousand dollar truck. Imagine you you know you're trying to date this guy for from a female's perspective here. And you're going up to this guy, I'm like, oh, nice truck. I'm like, yeah, it's that new Eco Diesel. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's going to want to go home with you after that. Re- reading your Plenty of Fish profile, it says, I like long walks on the beach, unicorns, and Eco Diesel Dodges. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Moving right along. You lost me at the Dodge. <laughs> All right, guys, let's shift gears a little bit. Another news here. So the Bearded Wonder has made an appearance in news lately. We're talking about Aaron Kaufman. Aaron Kaufman has uh, rose again in the news here as he hosts the second episode of The Low Life Show. Have you heard about this? No, you know what? I've missed out on that. All right, so The Low Life Show is an online-based show quite like, you know, Roadkill. It's internet TV. It's internet TV. Um, And it's, you know, based around the... Low life culture, you know, lowered trucks, and which Aaron Kaufman said when he left Gas Monkey Garage, that he's actually very passionate about is these, you know, full size trucks, slam down air ride technology. You know, he's a big fan of the Fords, the you know, the seventies model F one F one hundreds. Yeah. Um, but it's just revolving that, and and this episode actually flashes back to when he was at Gas Monkey and. They built the uh, black uh, five-window GMC that they took to the uh, Lone Star shootout. Yeah, the Lone Star. Lone Star shootout. Yeah, there you go. Touch or throwdown. Lone Star throwdown. That's yeah. it. I'll think of the name. Well, that truck was a Sigma. Yeah, that was yeah, one yeah. Of, that yeah. was one of the slicker builds the Gas Mac Garage turned out. Yeah, and, and Aaron even said that in the episode that that was by far probably one of their best builds was that exact truck. That truck and the uh, the seventies the green Chevrolet truck. Those right. were two gorgeous trucks. Right. Um, so, you know, the Low Life Show, it features some of the baddest slam trucks around, um, and, and it's pretty entertaining, and it just walks through, you know, different shops, and, you know, of course, Aaron started his own shop, the Arc Light Fabrication. Um, I did reach out to Aaron for comment on this, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to get back to us in such quick time. He was busy shampooing his beard. Probably. <laughs> or building some awesome lowered trucks. Do you know the reason why Aaron grew the beard? Uh, I actually do. It was uh, due to a arrest, was it not? Well, he was on probation. Right. And the catch was, he was actually on probation when they very first started filming Fast and Loud. And the thing was, there's pictures of Aaron and, and Richard together before Gas Monkey. Well, they were, they were on an episode of Overhaul in years and years ago. ago. Yes, yeah. yes. It was actually, uh, what's the guy from 90210? Ian Ziering. Yeah. The blonde-headed guy. They were building a 68 Camaro convertible for him. Black, and it's got like traditional real flames on it 
But so anyway, they're actually on that build. But the thing that's crazy about it was he didn't have a beard then. He started growing the beard when he was on probation. He said he would shave it when he was off of probation. Well, everybody got to know him as the bearded wanderer and all this stuff. So now he just keeps it. Yeah, I mean, it's became kind of a personality. Yeah, he's been on really. probation for years now. Yeah. Do we know what that was for? Uh, no, we don't. Well, I mean, I imagine you could do a little digging, but <laughs> it's just very funny. I mean, you know, me and the three other people that read Richard Rollins' book know that. And you know. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think this is great. You know, I don't know if he's going to stick around with this show or if this is kind of like a one-time thing. He's in and out. But, I, you know, we speculated when he left Gas Monkey Garage that he would definitely pop up in TV in some sort of fashion. And with this, you know, having some scenes from Gas Monkey in it, I wonder if Discovery has anything to do with it. Um, I don't think Discovery has anything to do with it, but keep in mind, Discovery just, just bought 10 Network. True. 10 Network has got a load of internet shows, and I mean, this show may even be one of them. But the thing you got to think about with, uh, with, with these guys, TV, car TV guys don't never die. They just move to another channel. Oh, yeah. Well, now there's not another channel because Discovery owns them all. So that's the big thing. So, I mean, like, I mean, you got guys like Kevin Teets that was on, like, you know, Horsepower, you know, back when he was on Spike, like, you know, Power Block and all that stuff, and he's doing AutoZone commercials. I mean, these guys, we got Lou Santiago. I mean, his first his first TV gig was on RTM Productions for Horsepower TV. I mean, and Muscle Car and all these other shows. And now he's on, you know, Velocity with Carfix. Right. I mean, these guys just, you know, just switch gears and go to another place. So it's only a matter of time, I believe, before Aaron Coffin finds a steady gig if this one's not it. Right. I, you know, I agree. And, and I think the lower truck scene is huge right now, and I don't think it's going away anytime soon. So I think this is a good niche market to have a show wrapped around because this is very big. I mean, when we went to SEMA last year, and I'm sure the scene won't change much this year, I would say I would think it's fair to say that about 30% of the vehicles out there were some sort of, sort of lowered full-size truck. The majority of it, yeah. That, so, that's, that's at least 30%. So, you know, I think he's in a, in a market that is definitely here to stay. And in Texas, that scene is even bigger. Of course, everything's big in Texas. But, you know. Including the lies. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no I, I, th- I think they're on to something here. And I think, you know, Aaron is actually working on something he's passionate about now. So I think there's a good potential here for a great, even if it's just a web series show and it just stays at nothing more than that, you pick up some sponsorships with that. And it can turn around into a nice, sweet little side gig. Well, you got to think about it. You know, that's the key in these shows is picking up your sponsors and, you know, Gas Money Garage. They're all the same. But these are the same people that, you know, you're working in their booths at SEMA. And this is where they really make their money at. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm anxious to see what's going on with the future of this. Uh, I did watch the the episode with uh, Aaron Kaufman in it. It was a great episode. It was good entertainment. It wasn't none of that, you know, bull crap you see on uh, Fast and Loud. Uh, it was just a good show. It was informative. It was entertaining. Um, a lot yeah, of cool but how, trucks. Uh, how many times do you want to watch somebody put air sacks under a Chevy pickup truck? And see, I agree with you there. I mean, I mean, you you, you got to throw something in there from time to time. You got to throw a mix in there. You got to set the beard on fire or something. <laughs> and you know, that's to me, that's where Fast and Loud does sell a little bit. Is there is that added TV, made for TV drama that it does captivate us and keep us entertaining. You know. When you have the 405 and Richard Rawlings going back and forth leading up to the mega race. Or building Hot Wheels cars. Yeah, or, I mean, as bad as you want to talk about them and hate that show, guess what? You're still tuning in. I still would have really thought that Casey would have found his way. Casey Matthew would have found his way with Aaron somewhere. 
You know what? And, and I'm not going to say that that won't happen. I think that'd be a match made in heaven if those two Casey if and their paths made, made a good team. They did, and and I think if those two paths were lucky enough to ever cross again, I think it would be uh, some hot rod magic. If I you mean were. the Peyton Ginger and the Bearded Wonder together <laughs> again. You know, I I don't know. I so I wish Aaron the best. Um, I can't wait for him to have time to actually sit down and talk with us on the show. And tell us about his plans for the future, because you know a lot of it's been really left a mystery lately. So hopefully he'll uh, he'll well, get he some time to come down. He got a little quiet time, and he got it. Yeah, yeah, and I understand where he's coming from on that. We all need it from time to time. So, oh yeah. So I'm anxious to see where he's going. Anxious to see what he's doing so far. Some of the builds we've seen, uh, some of the things he's talked about. You know, some of the things he's planning to have at SEMA this year. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, can't say what, can't wait to see what's going on there, and and you know even Casey Matthews who who left he's built some amazing things. We got to see a couple of his trucks last year at SEMA, and he's planning a couple more built for this year. He's actually well, stripped. his videos are epic too. Oh though. yeah, his online videos are you know they're next to none, and he actually stripped apart his green Ford F one hundred. Um, the sixty seven. Yeah, the sixty seven. He actually pulled the motor out of it for another build for SEMA this year. Um, it's actually rusted. Around the same year, F100. So, that's uh, nice. I love that green truck. That's one of my favorite. You know, trucks. I do too. And I'm not even a Ford guy, and that thing's sexy. I it's just classy. I love I, the green and everything. I'm with you. I would love to take that truck home. All right, man. Well, I hate to do this, but unfortunately, we have to travel over to a commercial break. Um, but I want to prepare our listeners when we come back. We're going to be talking about where we're going to be in the next couple of weeks, and we got plenty of other things to talk about. A little race between you and I, and some uh, very, very fast cars. That's right. So you're definitely not going to want to miss the rest of the show. Definitely, guys. Stay tuned. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod! What's happening, dude? What's up, man? I tell you what, man. We got all this automotive stuff going on right now. We're talking about Aaron Kaufman and Hyundai pickup trucks and Hemi Jeeps. I don't know if I can handle anymore. No, no, no. No Hemi Jeeps. No Hemi Jeeps. The possibility of a Hemi Jeep. It's a small possibility. Keep your hopes up. I'm writing the letter. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Well, we got to take a second and talk about where we're going to be in the next few weeks. I tell you what, where are we not going to be in the next couple of weeks? We got all kinds of places to be. Uh, well, next week we're going to be in Clayton, Georgia for the Juvenile Diabetes Show. I want to tell you something. This is a great car show. It's the 11th annual show. They've raised a ton of money for JDRF. Great cause, great people. Clayton, Georgia is just a fun town to go to for the day. And now, all of a sudden, you're going to have this awesome car show with Hot Rods and Happy Hour there. And they're going to be giving away over 100 awards at this show, so they're planning on this being huge. I tell you what, it's going to be a great event. Yeah, I can't wait to get down there. I haven't been to Clayton, Georgia. I've heard it's awesome, so I'm excited about this one. You'll like it. All right, moving on. September 4th, as Monday, we're going to be at Bacon Labor Day and Traveler's Rest. At Trailblazer Park. Tell you what, guys, Bacon Labor Day is a big deal. Big deal. If you haven't been to Bacon Labor Day, you're truly missing out. One, you're not American because you don't love bacon. 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 Bacon on everything at Bacon Labor Day. There's bacon on your trophies. There's bacon. They actually you. give out packs of bacon when you get a trophy. Yeah, they do. I mean, there's bacon on the judging sheets. There's we throw, bacon everywhere. We, th- we throw bacon on your car after we judge it because it'll be hot enough to cook it on the fender. There's, I'm telling you, there's bacon on everything. They it's got, awesome. you know, they got fair rides. They got bands out there. They got, you know, vendors there. And of I course, think last anything year, you can think of for eat wise with bacon on it. I think last year there was like a, you know, a lattice wrapped hamburger that was last wrapped in bacon. 
I think there was actually. There was bacon tacos. There was bacon everything. Bacon Sundays. Yes, which I'm not. I'm scared of that, but you know what? It's bacon and ice cream, so it can't be wrong. It can be. I mean, it's two of my favorite things put together. Right. All right, so moving on. Saturday, September 9th, it's going to be Back to Basics season finale show in Simpsonville. Dun, dun, dun. At Heritage Park. I tell you what, guys. Great show, great event. Starts at 8 p.m. And word from the bird tells me that a certain somebody's Slow Malibu will be in one of the top five spots. Slow Malibu. That's right, guys. Come on down and see the boo thing. The boo thing. The infamous. The kind of famous. The You know, got more wax on it than most people's, like, surfboard. World-renowned. Yeah. <laughs> World infamous boo thing. The boo thing. The boo thing. I tell you what, though, it's actually kind of neat. I've never drove the boo thing to anybody at basics events. I've drove the truck out a few times, but I've never took the boo thing out. So. I think it'll be well received. I think it will be. I mean, the boo thing, it, it gets love, young and old, you know? Mm hmm. And it is old. It is old. <laughs> All right, guys, but that is a great event. And again, the four time Tug of War champions will be putting up their title against anybody who wants to formulate a team and five come out of A five Pete? I don't even know if that's a thing, but we're going to do it. Oh, I, I'm going to hold all five up in the air. You know what I mean? Like a high five. Like I don't care. Exactly. Because it's five time. Everybody in the studio just now put up five fingers. Everybody, Bam. Everybody. I mean, the hair on the back of my neck just stood up a little bit. It did. It did. I it saw did. it. Spiked it like my wife shaves my hair on the back of my neck so it didn't stand up, but I seen yours. It did. It went five times. I'm telling you what. All right, guys, moving on. September 10th, it's going to be Chrome Rubber and Rust, and that's a beautiful mall in South At the Carolina. Cultural Center. Great show, great show, great times, guys. Super cool event. Going to have swap meet. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Going to have food trucks there. Great show on a Sunday. On a Sunday. And as we said, they have Chrome, they have Rubber, and they have Rust. What more could you ask for? I'm telling you. And a food truck. So, that's great. September 17th, join Hot Rods and Happy Hour back at Ruby Tuesdays on Woodruff Road for our live car show. I'm telling you what. Live, live. It's not a car show. It's a cruise-in. Uh, yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. It's a cruise-in, but we're live. That's right. We we're doing it live. live. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. And they it's, have four lettuces. This they is, do have four lettuces. Real quick. Spring mix. Romaine. Spinach stuff. Spinach, yeah, the, the green stuff. The spinachy stuff, yes. And spring. iceberg. Yes. So that was the four lettuces. That was the four lettuces. Okay, I almost thought we lost it there for a second. Now you, you got close, but yeah, now you got, you got close. It. We got it. All right. All right, but yes, come out and join us as our, you know, those the original Hot Rods and Happy Hour event. It's always a good time. It's just relaxed. Um, we just hang out, have a good time. Of course, we'll give away our Hot Rider of the Month award and just have a good time doing it, guys. So you definitely don't want to miss that. It's just good fun before you have to turn back into work on Monday. The following, well, we got a little week break. And then uh, two weeks after that, September 30th is Carolina Motor Fest. I tell you what, guys, this show is a great show. And I know I talk about it and I preach it a lot, guys. But this is one great. of the biggest shows straight out of the gates in the area. Oh, it is. And it I mean, is. The thing is, it's at the historic half-mile oval, the Greenville Pickens Speedway. I mean, this is a very cool thing. You know, everybody talks about how big tracks are, or having car shows at Daytona, or having car shows at Charlotte Motor Speedway. This is our Charlotte Motor Speedway, people. You need to come out and see this event. I mean, it's a great exactly. event. Swap meet. And we, we, we've said this before, but there's so much history packed around the Greenville Pickens Speedway. Back in 1971, this is the first time a NASCAR race was filmed on TV. So this is a very historic place. This is awesome. I tell you, do I have time to get my soapbox out? You know what? I, 
I'm checking. Oh, Gray, we got we, time? We Gray? Got time. You, All right, you, get I, it out. Let get me it out. Excuse All me. Right. Excuse All me. Right. All right, go get it. Oh. <coughs> you got it? <coughs> All right, Can you hear me on this yeah, thing? adjust the mic. You Can you it. hear me? Yeah, you got it. You good? All right, guys. While I'm talking about it, you know, something near and dear to my heart, that's Carolina Motor Fest. You know what? Because we were there for the first one, we're going to be there for the last one because it's hot rods and happy. There hour. ain't going to be a last one. No, sir, because it's going to keep on it's going. going it's going to outlast us. Carolina Motor Fest is a special show. It's a great show. I love it. I mean, it's just one of those shows you enjoy doing. You have a great crowd. It's a great venue for it. Just all around. Everybody and, teams and, up. And, and just watching awesome it grow event. and get bigger. Oh, yeah. It's like our baby. That's a racetrack with cars around it. But you know what I'm saying. It's a big, ugly baby, but it's a baby. But I got a little rant. Preach. All right. Yeah, there's similar shows in other states. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they have swap meets in commerce. And you know what? They have a real big swap meet at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And it's a great, great event. Great event. I love it. But I want to tell you something. It's not in our hometown. Exactly. And this is the thing that bothers me. People complain all the time. I hear every day, Rob, and I know you hear it too, Audrod. Mm-hmm. Ain't never no good shows around here. Yep. You put on a good event. You know what they tell you? You know what? I'm probably just going to go on up there to Charlotte Motor Speedway and check it out. I've got, I actually called a guy out. I'm not going to say any names on the air, Harry. <clears throat> but I will say this. The last name is associated with this rat on my arm, too. Well, but you know what I'm saying. I called him out on this. I'm like, you know, people complain all the time about this. I said, we live 30 minutes apart, but I've never seen you in this state. Yeah. What's wrong with this picture? You're, you're a car guy, but car you don't guy. come to car shows locally. And this is another thing, guys. You know, to have good local events, you got to support local events. That's exactly right. Can I get an amen? Amen. Preach. I mean, okay, like, here's the deal. All right, say, and I'm going to say it, say Motorfest ain't your bag. But if you support it, it can turn into something you like. Well, that if you if you help out with the ideas, the planning behind it, you know, put your thought and input in it because we ask for that all the time. Oh yeah, almost every week we ask for your input for things on the air. You know how to make things better. Do you know how to make this radio show better? Something that everybody wants to listen. You got to actually reach out and put in your input. You know, at our shows we ask people all the time for your input. You have to reach out and give us our input. We're not asking just to waste our breath. We want to make these shows better for you. Exactly. We're here to service the people. Service the people. We're here for the people. We are. I mean, you know what? It, at the end of the day, if I was hosting car shows for my own benefit, I'd quit a long time ago. Well, this is the thing with this. I'll tell you something. Really, 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 really. And I mean, I don't want to get too far off subject here with this. But I want to tell you something. You know what? If you don't like Carolina Motor Fest, or if you don't like this show, that's fine. But support other local shows. Absolutely. It kills me to see a church or a good you know, organization putting on a car show, and it kind of just gets passed. Well, there ain't going to be that many cars there. You know why? Because people like you think like that. That's exactly. why there's not You're many exactly cars right. there. You're there's exactly right. There's hundreds of thousands of cars in this town. Why don't you bring it? Yeah, yeah. Bring your car out. Support or you said you said a guy show up in his brand new Silverado. Well, I just didn't feel like getting my old car out. You know what? You if know everybody what? did that, there wouldn't be a reason for you to come. Exactly, there wouldn't be a car show left. And there save the car shows, people. <laughs> exactly, and there won't be a radio show left if we don't take some commercial breaks. Now, guys, I know this is a big break, but we're going to be t- talking more about this and more about where we're going to be at in the next little bit, and then we're going to get into the meat of the subject. So stay tuned right here to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 W. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.